What is up? Coming to you live from the jungle, the home of our little tiger. It's time for another episode of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. It's Monday, March 22nd, 2021. This is episode 218. It's over four years worth of podcasting. If you've been with us since the first day, thank you. I appreciate you very much. And I'm afraid I am speaking loud enough. I have to move the microphone a little closer. I'm trying to stay a little quiet because our little tiger, he he's dealing with a cold right now. So I'm trying not to be too loud. I want him to try to get as much sleep as possible because later on in the night, he's not going to let us get any sleep because the poor little dude's going to need a little bit of warm comfort from Mama and Dada. But we're going to try to manage as, much, as well as we can right here. Uh, as far as, you know, we usually lead off the show with a little bit of a how it's going, what's going on in our in our little lives, but, um, you know, I originally was going to finish the show with this, but um, I have to, I, I feel like I should start off with this, especially since I, I saw there was a, another shooting, literally a few hours ago, some, somewhere in Colorado, and I hope it's uh, not race-related like what happened last week. Um, uh, I know our, our viewership is... Uh, <laughs> Our viewership, uh, I shouldn't have laughed, sorry, Matt Hamlin right here on Facebook Live made me laugh. <laughs> what happens if we were around way before the podcast? Well, I appreciate you guys even more if you're around before the podcast. Now, let me, let me recompose myself here. Uh, so, I, these, I, uh, for the last few months, I, I, I guess I haven't addressed it on the show because I, I really didn't know how, but um, we, we have a, a significant portion of our audience, I dare say probably close to a full, uh, you know, half, maybe four-tenths, uh, four-fifths, or, or not four-fifths, uh, three-fifths of our audience are, are Asian, and right now, it, it's been a bad time for a lot of Asians right now. Um, I grew up in Monterey Park, uh, surrounded by a lot of my Asian brethren. That's uh, The majority of my friends growing up are Asian, have been Asian, are they, they still are Asian. A, a lot of my closest buddies, uh, even to this day, some of, some of my friends, they go away back. Like, for example, Daniel Wong, for whenever, whenever he pops in, he and I have known each other going all the way back to probably like first or second grade. <laughs> he and I go way back. Some of my, some of my closest friends, um, uh, Darren and Irv, who they, they occasionally pop in on this show once in a while, uh, I, I've known them going all the way back to uh, freaking sophomore year of high school. That's... 20 plus years ago uh, I used to always do the math just to make them feel old but I, I, I don't have to do that very often we're all in our 40s now so we all sufficiently feel old but I, I guess I don't understand I mean I, why the Asian community has taken such a, a literal beating figurative and literal right now it, I, again like I'm, I'm feel like I'm biased because I, I, I've been surrounded by them my whole life. I, I, I don't have a prejudice against them. I see them as my peers, just like all my other races, races of friends. But for whatever reason, uh, I'm, most people will, will point at COVID, but it, Asians have been picked on for a, a long time now. But very recently, the point where I, I saw stories of my friend Irv, he, he reposted a, a story of one of his childhood friends 
just walking into a hotel up in Fresno and some crazy white person picked up a rock and threw it at him. It, it missed him, thankfully. It broke the windows of the hotel. And I, I, I don't get it. It makes no sense. I, I, other than just misguided hate that uh, it, I, I don't understand. I, I don't think I'll ever understand how. I mean, just like, you know, last summer black lives are being this minorities are always getting trampled here in america and I, I i hate to start the show on such a serious note but i i can't let i can't not say anything i i i was discussing this with my wife all weekend I'm like i don't know how i i can broach this topic without um feeling uncomfortable or feeling like it's i i'm gonna say something inappropriate or say something that's a uh, misunderstood it, it's just it's, it's freaking horrible right now. Yeah, I, I see all this stuff, and um, uh, and I, I don't know how, how can I properly support all like all my Asian friends. I because I, I see that oh you know check in on your friend, the Asian friends, text them, and then I see other people oh don't don't just send them some cursory text. Don't 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 do some you know something that you don't really mean. It's like it just it, it feels very confusing right now. All, all I know is, is this is wrong, what's happening. Where I, I have to read stories about how like uh, neighborhoods have to form a watch in front of houses because, uh, I mean, that you might have known. I mean, I, I wasn't going to throw a sledgehammer down on that, but yeah. White terrorism was encouraged by the, the by Cheeto Hitler. Uh, we, we had four consecutive years of uh, of white supremacy and nationalism being pounded into the into everyone's brains, and now uh, the, the uh, as we said back in '16, now the, the the racists have been encouraged. They they they, they don't have to fear. Before that, I, I racists had to worry and fear and, and be afraid of unleashing that racism. But now that they they feel like they, they it's somehow patriotism and racism have like become enveloped in one another and, that, and that's not a good thing it's it's, it's horrible uh, anyway. uh, something that I, 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 I always say to when, when Rosa and I see something on the news that, that's just utterly ridiculous like it involves racism, racism or some sort of privilege I always turn around and say white people shit it, it, it's just, and it's because people have, because of my pale skin and my clear addiction, I, I have been confused for a white person. And not, not that, I don't know how, but I, uh, I, I, I recall a family member of a, of a girlfriend long ago, they thought I was Jewish because of my plus-sized nose. Huh. I, I am rocking my rabbinical beard for the first time in my life, because this beard is going to have control. I, 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 I decide to try it in various combinations, but or even like it, it was or earlier uh, earlier last year when the census was going out, and it's like, wait, there's no Hispanic. Why isn't there Hispanic? Or why? It's not a race. You have to pick white. Like what? Like I, I have no benefit of white privilege. <laughs> what the? Let's see it right there. Yeah, like you said, with their map, they told the racist trash to come out of the shadows, enjoy the sunshine. It's, it's, it's encouraged. And, uh, just, 
especially that that the, the, the shooting of, of, of those poor poor Asian men who were they're working in a spa, you know, they you know what they're doing. You, you know, you know, you know those reflexology day spas. I mean, you know what they're doing. If you don't know what they're doing, then I continue to live in a, in a peaceful world that you don't you don't know these things. But, but for those of you who know what goes on in those parlors, I mean, it's, they're, they're, people are trying to reduce them to just being sex workers. But no, there's people are trying to eke out a living any way they know how, and to just reduce them because they happen to be. Asian and they're doing that type of work. It's just it, the, the dehumanization. You're still people, and just the the, the way that the, the the white uh, people frame it. It's like, oh, this is just a guy who had a bad day, and just just oh, they they, they were working massage parlors. Like the, 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 what they did, no matter what they did, they didn't deserve that. And, and this guy should not be getting a pass. You know, if, if I have a bad day, then I, I just I, I, I go get something to drink. I, I go hug my son. I, I don't. I'm just gonna go murder a bunch of people. If this guy, if he he was addicted to going to to Asian massage parlors, and his solution was, I'm going to go kill them and remove the temptation. No, no, that's not a bad day. That's a psychopath. And, and for the police to be, you know, helping this dude frame a story, like, oh, well, we talked to the guy, and this is what he told us. It's not a hate crime. It's like, wait, you're going to go with what the dude told you? Yeah, like, if this dude had any other complexion, he'd be labeled a terrorist, and he'd be freaking prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But since he happens to be a young white man, we have to think of his future. But uh, I, I saw a meme like, oh, Tamir Rice is 13 years old and black. Treat him like an adult. He needs to be held accountable. But, oh, no. Young white man. Oh, no. Think of his future. It's like that, 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 that rapist swimmer how many years ago? Brock Turner. Oh, no, no. He, he, he has a bright young future. He, he's, he made a mistake behind a dumpster raping a woman. That, that's just a mistake. Oh, Matt, you, you saw someone say he was a patriot. Jeez, yes. Yeah, the, the kid who, who went around shooting people during the, the, the protest last year. Oh, he's just a kid who had an automatic weapon and was shooting protesters. But because he was white, shooting blind people. Oh, it's totally fine. Oh, no. Oh, why are you ruining his life? But let it be a minority. Oh, ruin their life twice, ruin their family's life, and take everything away. It, even their second cousin once removed. There's a huge problem in this country, and clearly there's a there's a group of people who will never acknowledge it. Uh, it again, I, I had to, I, I couldn't ignore it. I, like, I think I cut myself off earlier, and I remember going way back to the beginning of the podcast. Where I used to say this this show was a. Uh, the show, its inception was intended to be an escape, especially in light of the of the, the fairly recent uh, elect, uh, at that point in January 2017, we were just going into the first month of the presidency of, of Donald Trump, and so the, the show was kind of like, hey, let's for one hour forget that there's all kinds of problems in the world. Let's talk about a bunch of nerdy shit. 
but as, as time has progressed, no, it's like I, I, I can't ignore uh, the real world, because the, the real world is always going to be there, I mean, no matter how much I want this show to be an escape, oh, like, again, hey, the show was an escape from my brain as well, back then, trying to elude my depressing suicidal thoughts by coming on here and talking about fun stuff for an hour and giving myself that goal to keep doing that every week with something to keep me going. And now it's uh, continued on that for four plus years to be uh, something we do every Monday, regardless. But speaking how, right, let, let, let's see if I can pull a segue out of my ass here. This would be where back in the day with Sam's of like, I don't know how you're going to turn out of this one. So, I know, I, I, I have a segue, honey. I do. I, I do have a segue, don't worry. I was setting it up. The, how the real world has affected nerds. Uh, where, uh, you know, during the, 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 the presidency of Donald Trump, he imposed a shitload of, uh, of tariffs on China in particular and many other countries. And so many people think, well, how does this affect nerds? And I, as my wife asked, uh, asked over the weekend and I, I explained to her, oh, oh yeah, there was stuff where it did affect nerds. For example, the, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. Those are all manufactured elsewhere. And in particular, if there is a particular part like a, a, a a, a conductor, a superconductor, some sort of uh, some sort of part is uh, apparently in short supply around the world, and they are manufactured uh, not here. <laughs> they're manufactured in Asia, probably primarily in China, and trying to get those parts to where they need to be. Oh wait, there's all these trade tariffs, which makes it a lot harder, and therefore less profitable for a lot of companies to get there. For example, the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series S. But it's not even just those two products. Apparently, this part is is integral in many electronics um, that have any computing power, so to speak. So maybe even like your your smartwatches, your phones, your Fitbits, your uh, any other kind of like. Since we've all become very dependent on personal technology, yeah. Then see, Matt, I'm glad you're on Matt because you're you're a big tech guy. Huh? Uh, somehow, I, I was never really much of a tech person growing up. I always had good tech people around me. Uh, silicon wafers, also hard to, all this stuff. Oh, but if uh, the, the the trade war that uh, that Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cheeto Hitler put us in made conducting business way harder. I, at my job, we 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 frequently jokes out. Oh, good luck getting hardware. It's already it was already bad enough that demand is all normally exceeds supply. But now the supply is restricted by the pandemic that's been happening for the last year now. And on top of the trade war, that's, oh, because we got to import all these freaking PlayStations and Xboxes and Nintendo Switches from Japan to here. It, it's a product that is already not profitable in a normal world becomes even less profitable. For the standard people's like obviously there's resellers out there who scoop them up from your Walmarts and your Best Buys, but even just to get them to the point where they need to be purchased by a normal person or a shitty reseller, 
it's becoming more and more difficult. Uh, I was reading how uh, President Biden was looking to why all these semiconductors are, are, have become scarce or why they're hard to come by. How come we can't make them here? And uh, I'm sure some very smart people told them, oh, the lead time on that to one, find a space to create a find someone to finance a, a factory of, of some sorts here in America, and then to train people. Uh, you got to finance it, you got to build it, then you got to train people. You're talking about a two-year lead time. And, and because I, I, I can almost always do this with any story, I'm going to tie this in the back when I worked at Nintendo. Everybody, take a drink. During the height of the Wii, everyone used to give me crap and say, how come Nintendo doesn't make more Wiis? And it was kind of a, a, a smaller but similar problem, getting the parts, and they can only make so many per month. Uh, Nintendo, well, back then, uh, as far as I was told, I, I've learned in recent years that they have done more outsourcing now in this modern era as opposed to 10, 12, 15 years ago. And uh, it was the same thing. They couldn't make enough money. More than a million people wanted Wii's. Uh, why doesn't... And then the, what I'd always get from every GameStop, Walmart, Target, Toys R Us, why doesn't Nintendo just build another factory? And I was like, well, yes, they did. It took two years to build the factory so they could increase their production from 1 million units to 1.3 million units a month. Which, in 2008, by the time they built the secondary factory sometime mid-2008, it still wasn't enough to satisfy demand until the Wii demand started to finally tail off somewhere in 2010, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Right there. Oh, see, see, Ryan's not here. You, you, you pose a very interesting question. You wonder if it'll get to the point where you turn in your old system to get taken apart and made into a new unit. That sounds like something sensible that should happen. I, I feel like that's what kind of happens with cell phones out there, where they encourage you to to trade in your old phone or donate your old phone, you know, send it back to the manufacturer because maybe they are uh, taking back parts that they could use on a future phone. But I think with the way both, I'm sure, Apple and Samsung create new phones, there might not be much use for older parts sometimes. I mean, I. I would hope so. Maybe some of those materials could be repurposed or recycled, but I, I am not familiar enough with how that type of manufacturing works. But you would think that would make sense. Now, as far as video games are concerned, I think there's probably too many collectors who would not want to turn in their old one, their old systems. <laughs> as I see all the time, people still really want the old systems. Um, people still want. Oh God, people are paying outrageous prices for old video game systems, right? I, I see a renewed, a renewed Game Boy Advance SP. I saw that sell on Amazon for two hundred dollars. For the price of, I believe that's is, I believe that's the price of a, a Nintendo Switch Lite. They're getting a Game Boy Advance SP. That horrifies me, but as long as there's collectors like that, it'd be very hard, but as Matt right there just commented, very few parts could be reused. Uh, yeah, that, that was a freaking complaint about Sony, how the only way they can get a lot of uh, backwards uh, compatibility is to include old parts from the, 
PS2s and PS1s. I, that, that was a big issue with the PS2. They had to work in the PS1, uh, some PS1 hardware into it so we could play PS1 games. And they, they initially had done that with some early PS3s where they put in, you know, PS, uh, PS1 or PS2 compatible hardware in the systems and then that became far too costly. And that's why, <coughs> sorry about that, later later versions of the PS3 were not backwards compatible and they said screw that noise with the PS4 and kind of did the same with the PS5. They can, thankfully, you know, PS4 and PS5, they're both Blu-ray discs so they can still keep running some PS4 games or the majority of them. But uh, there was this great hope that the PS5 was going to play all PlayStation games. There was like it was a it was a very faint hope among those hardest of hardcore gamers that that the that the old system that the old the old systems would be allowed to we can play our old games without having to constantly seek out a functioning PS1, PS2, or PS3. But no, that those those hopes were dashed. They're like nope, they they were not gonna spend time on old technology. Microsoft, they're happy to try to emulate the old game. You can pop in your disc and it'll emulate the old game for, for many cases. But it's just, it's just, when it comes to that kind of stuff, the, um, the manufacturers, they, they don't care about this um, very vocal minority or a small percentage of users who would actually utilize it. Um, so when, when people were, were getting mad, uh, like, oh, the, 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 the Nintendo DS, when they got rid of the Game Boy Advance port. I guess a research showed that oh, the, only a small percentage of actual users would use it. Uh, or backwards compatibility is a bit of a Trojan horse. It's something that a lot of gamers, they want to have. Oh, I want to be able to play my old stuff. But the number of people who actually do it, who actually execute it, it's uh, very small in comparison to a person who wants just wants to buy a new one. Hey, Daniel Wong, thank you for, for coming in. You're probably, you might want to go back and rewind later on and watch the beginning, maybe. <laughs> it's a little more serious than what we're carrying on right now. But Yeah, it's, it's always funny. In, in a lot of nerd culture, it's always very much, there's a vocal minority. And now in, in this age of social media, uh, it, it can seem like there's a loud voice out there. Oh, there's so many people who are unhappy or mad about something. When in reality, it's uh, that that number is not as big as the the, the voice seems. Uh, case in point. So uh, again, so this past weekend we had two big comic book things happen in the world of uh, streaming media. We had you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is good. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the thing I, I want to talk about right now is that. I, I, I didn't watch it. It was the Zack Sanders Justice League. The, the <laughs> oh, USC won in the, the tournament today? Oh, go Trojans. So, this past weekend, the, the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League, it, it released, I guess, Thursday night, or Thursday night going into Friday or on Thursday. I think it released on Thursday. And people, uh, the, the Cult of Snyder, as I've, I've been calling them now on, on Twitter and on Facebook, the Cult of Snyder is celebrating like look look how amazing this is and I, i've been seeing up many of my my friends uh <laughs> many of my friends are, are are celebrating how oh okay this one is better than the than the, the justice league that came out however many years ago four four years ago and as i eloquently told my wife uh, yesterday well i guess that's like saying well 
this peanut butter sandwich with a little bit of shit, that's better than the other peanut butter sandwich with a lot of shit in it. Well, in my opinion, I it still has shit in it, but I, in the order of magnitudes, I guess reducing some shit makes it better. But, I, you know, I, I can't come on here and tell people to not like what they like, but I, I'm not going to like it. But let me tell you my point of contention. Now, there's a, a, as I was talking about, there's a very loud contingent of a small percentage of people. So now, because, oh, it's been received very positively on many people, it's better than the, the previously. And it, I'm sure, I'm sure it doesn't help that Joss Whedon has been revealed to be a terrible human being. So I'm sure that might be factoring into the negativity towards the previous Justice League movie, which, you know, if you're not familiar, the, the, there was a Justice League movie back in 2017 that uh, Zack Snyder was directing. He had an unfortunate family tragedy, and he had to step away. And so Warner Brothers went out and got Joss Whedon, who had been freshly fired from Marvel, or he was done with Marvel, I guess. The Russo Brothers stepped in and took over uh, the Avenger movies from uh, from Mr. Whedon, and he went in and changed the movie. I guess they wanted him to marvelize up the movie because I'm sure some of the executives saw that that just like movie. Oh, this movie's really dark and, and gloomy. And like, all right, they, you know, Man of Steel made money, so that's why they kept going Zack Snyder and Batman vs Superman technically made money, but you have a movie with Batman and Superman and it didn't make a billion dollars. Where Marvel took a not Spider-Man Avengers movie back in 2012 and made well over that, and every Avenger movie made a billion dollars, you would expect a movie with Batman and Superman that's going to set up the Justice League, which also a movie which also had Wonder Woman in it. You would expect that to have made a billion dollars, and it it, it didn't. It got to 800 million worldwide, but. Internally, it was considered that, that it was considered a bit of a failure because, like, you take the two biggest superheroes who are arguably way more recognizable than an Iron Man or a Captain America or a Thor. Maybe not relatively after all the stuff Marvel has done, but if you think about the grand scheme of things, you show someone a freaking Iron Man logo, you show someone a Superman logo, they're going to recognize that Superman logo faster than they'd ever recognize an Iron Man logo. You, you show them Cap and freaking Batman, they're going to recognize the Batman logo instantaneously. And how how do you screw that? I, I think internally DC saw, okay, things are going sideways. <laughs> like, we are not getting the return on investment that we thought that we would be getting. And so, lo and behold, here comes Justice League. They, you know, unfortunately, Zack Snyder step away. They bring in Joss. Hey, Joss, can you adventure this up? And, and he did what he did. And... I remember myself, Pete Molini, and our whole combo crew, we went to go watch it, and it was funny. I was like, you can kind of tell which scenes were directed by Joss Whedon and which scenes were not directed by Joss Whedon. And it's like Superman was smiling and happy, and he was very much a beacon of hope. Uh, it's funny, and I mentioned all this because and now it's funny, retroactively, so many people hate that movie. Uh, 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 a fellow podcaster... Uh, Kyle Jackson, he was telling he, he, he or he was been posting on his uh, on his Facebook and social media that he, he, he wanted to rewatch both. He wanted to watch the the, the, the the first one and then watch the directs go after. He wanted to have a fresh viewing. His, uh, I, 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 oh, I was saying, this, this thing wasn't recording. 
Yeah, Superman mustache. Yes, Superman mustache. With a good hint, yeah, <laughs> of, of which ones were the reshoots, right? The cell phone footage at the beginning. But the overall, like, you can tell the movie was a lot brighter and a lot more, you know, and that's where a lot of the people who preferred the Zack Snyder style, like, oh, we want it to... It, there's a significant contingent of people who want dark and gray superheroes all the time. Okay, I, I, I think there's a time and place for that. You know, uh, anytime uh, I, I start speaking ill of Zack Snyder, I say, you know, I, I enjoyed his Dawn of the Dead. I thought his 300 was, he's very good at doing visually dynamic things. You know, 300, visually dynamic. Crazy dance. His, his, uh, his style worked really good for The Watchmen. And I think that's where. DC is like, hey, this guy's really good at making comic movies. Let's have him Superman. And then he made a relatively sad and depressing Superman movie. Where it's like, wait, Superman's not supposed to be sad or depressing. Superman is all about hope. Uh, Superman's not supposed to just let his dad die. <laughs> it's like, dad goes, no, no, don't save me. You can't reveal yourself. Let me die. <laughs> it's like, it was, I remember at that point watching Master went, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> This is, uh, questionable. I, I don't know about this. And then, I, re- I watched Batman vs. Superman twice, going like, wait, was that as bad as I thought it was? I, I, I remember I watched it, <laughs> I watched it Thursday night with Pete and everybody, and then I, I, I mean, like, Friday the next day, I'm like, uh, with a couple of my other friends, I'm like, alright, I want to see this, I, I want to make sure <laughs> that I, 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 I just, did I see what I thought I saw? I rewatched Batman vs Superman. And I was like, oh, that was as bad as I thought it was. And I was like, we, we had to shoot Bruce and Martha Wayne again. We could, heaven knows. Watching them die is apparently some twisted pleasure of a lot of people. And then we had to have creepy Lex Luthor, or as I saw, what, Jesse Eisenberg, or as I saw today on Twitter, other Michael Sarah. <laughs> I laughed pretty hard when I said I've always felt they were kind of interchangeable. But like, just to see one of my my favorite Twitter follows go, yeah, other Michael Sarah was not a good like sleuth. I'm like, oof, <laughs> that's good. That's that good Twitter content I'm there for. And so yeah, we get this Justice League movie, and uh, yeah, I was like, I remember watching it and be like, I was like, all right, that was a weird hodgepodge of two movies slammed together. So, and then for year for the, for the ensuing years going forward, people were clamoring this this vocal minority uh, was clamoring for we release the Snyder Cut release the Snyder Cut and it was like and then Snyder himself like well it's incomplete like he, he he left the movie before it was done there was still stuff that needed to be shot it would cost X amount of money which we would find out later it would probably cost about 70 million dollars to <laughs> to shoot what what, what the, the rest of Zack Snyder's vision and and then DC was, oh, no, we're not going to do it, we're not going to do it. And then, lo and behold, DC, uh, and, and then all this Viacom nonsense, they, they decided to enter the streaming wars. Like, hey, we're making an app. We're HBO Max. And guess what? We need subscribers. What can we do to get subscribers? We need to do something that Netflix would do. Let's make something that people want. Let's make this Zack Snyder cut happen. And they go to Zack Snyder. like, cool, I'll do it for free. I think he consciously knew <laughs> he had to do it for free because... They were going to take a bath on it. <laughs> they were going to dip back into that. 
And yeah, they spent $70 million. They brought, like, I guess they got everybody who they needed to get back, and they shot extra scenes, and they packed in this four-hour thing, which I remember initially when this was announced, it was, oh, it was going to be released as four episodes, which a lot of people are crying, oh, I want to watch it in its entirety. But then to go further now, with now that it's been released, you find out, oh, they probably couldn't have released it as four episodes because contractually that would have been a different project. So all these people from top to bottom, all the actors and actresses, plus all the production, that's a different thing. You've, you're tuning a movie into a TV show. So you'd probably have to pay them all again, which they're already $70 million in the bag <laughs> on this. You have to go back and pay your Afflecks, your Henry Cavills, your Gal Gadot's, you know, pay them for, for some, like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a show now instead of a movie. It's a different thing. And so I, I believe that was the, the whole word. All right, we're just, they're just going to release it as a, it's a director's kind of movie. They don't have to repay everyone. They're just going to obviously compensate everyone for their, for their standard. Yeah, 70 million to shoot the center cut and fix the special effects because there was a lot of stuff that was shot that was not put through your industrial light and magic. Well, not literally that, but you know what I mean. Special effects. So This was an investment to see. I mean, and as I joked today on, on, on Facebook, I'm like, yeah, they weren't doing this to earn money. They're, they're doing this to see how many Snyder fans would forget to cancel their HBO Max subscriptions. Because, <laughs> oh, this movie's going to earn money. I mean, this is not, it's not earning money in the short run. It's hopefully, in, in their minds, building a customer base. Like they, they need to build a subscriber base to, to, to show the, the, the stockholders and the shareholders. Oh, look, we're, we're adding people. Look at all these crazy Snyder fans who are going you know, like, to subs uh, subscribe in, in March just to watch this thing. And if we could retain like 5 or 10% of that, that'd be great. Dude, that, that's the kind of stuff that happens behind the scenes in, in boardrooms. It's not like, oh, we're going to be making millions off this. We're like, oh, what can we do? What kind of metrics can we move? So naturally, it released, and a lot of people liked it. So the cult of Snyder's like, oh, like, we have to fight now. Restore the Snyderverse. We have to restore it. So it all through social media today, it's just been an annoyance of all these people who are like, ah, because apparently, I, I, like I said, I hadn't watched it. I, I Rosie asked me, oh, are you going to try to watch this? I'm like, oh, no, it's four hours. There's no way. <laughs> we have a kid. We, we barely found the, the 45 minutes plus to watch Falcon Winter Soldier on Friday night. I was not about to try to find four hours over the course of this weekend to, to, to watch this thing, which I'm fairly certain I'm not going to enjoy. Other people have, but I, I have a feeling in my gut <laughs> that I, I would watch this and I would just get frustrated. It's like, alright, cool, you got Batman to say fuck. Congratulations. Oh, you made Superman angry the entire time? <laughs> yeah. No. All, not, not a freaking just everyone flirting or trying to fuck Wonder Woman? Or just, oh yeah, just keep, keep it going. Keep the Snyderism, Snyderism going. Just, yeah, I, 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 I can't. I, 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 and was oh, you're just a DC hater. Like, no! I'm mad because I've always enjoyed DC when I was going back to as a child the Super Bowers cartoon was like one of my favorite cartoons as a kid it's like what we get to see all the superheroes in one show this is awesome I had my little, little Superman action figure my freaking Batman action figure 
I even had the freaking Aquaman. I had freaking uh, Flash. I'd always be going to the like, before it was CBS when it was Save On. Go to Save On. And be like, after, hey mom, there, there, there's a toy I don't have. There's, there's Robin. Can I get Robin? Oh cool. Okay. They have Wonder Woman. Can I get Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman's a girl's toy. I'm like, but it's superpowers. I want all this. I wanted my Justice League. And then growing up. Once I got a little bit older and started actually being able to buy comic books, I started hunting out all the old Justice League comics. It's like, this is awesome, going through 50 cent and dollar bins and quarter bins. Like, back then, no one gave a shit about Justice League, so I could find them all really cheap. And I was like, it was my quest from sixth grade until, like, college to collect all, like, from 88 to current, every Justice League comic I could find. I loved saying that, of course, for those of, you, those of you who know, you know, I worked at Comic Galaxy. I worked at College I mean, right at the peak, at, at peak comic book JLA, when, when they brought in the crazy British writer, Grant Morrison, to write it, and they had cool artists, and it was, it was like, the, the hottest. <laughs> I believe poor Matt Hamlin, I just got a message, he just got banned for the stuff he said. Be careful how you slander people, apparently, in, in live videos. Matt just got a 30-day ban from Facebook. What the heck? I'm so sorry, Matt. Not to message him back. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. I guess you know. Yeah, freedom of speech. Watch what you say, as Jai Pollard would say. We are not protected from. We're protected from the government. But we're not protected from Facebook police. But as I'm saying, I I I love DC Comics, and this is which is why it hurts me that this stuff is so like. It, it, it goes against the the core of the characters of the, what they were what they've been created. Where, well, yes, Batman's always been kind of a sociopath, but he's a sociopath with a weird sense of justice. Superman is a Boy Scout. Yeah, how many robots watch the show? Right? Apparently, uh, the Facebook police are watching. Uh, no, Facebook is always watching. There's, uh, side note: now that the, our, our poor friend Matt Hamlin got a thirty-day boot from Facebook. Uh, there one time we were watching WrestleMania and I was live streaming my commentary. I flipped the camera around to show people one thing on the screen and Facebook immediately terminated my freaking live feed and told me you tried to broadcast something <laughs> on Facebook and that is not allowed. The freaking programs and algorithms knew I was trying to show WrestleMania for literally a, it was like not even a second or two. It knew immediately and stopped my live broadcast. It's like, oh, yikes. Technology is scary. Jeez. You gotta, you gotta watch what you say on this stuff. You gotta get a ban. But yeah, my, 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 uh, my distaste for the Zack Snyder version of the DC Universe is not uh, from my hate of DC Comics, but it's my my unabashed love of what DC Comics represents to me. So it, 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 it's not represented to me, just like when I, would, I remember going to LA Comic Con and getting into a verbal uh, sparring match with the, the publisher at that point, who he wanted to kill a bunch of uh, the heroes that he thought weren't cool, like all the all the Teen Titans that had grown up, like Dick Grayson became Nightwing, and uh, freaking Wally West became the Flash. It's like, oh, we're gonna get rid of all these guys. Well, they're they're not representative of the of the classic characters. It's like we're gonna kill Wally West and bring back Barry Allen. 
I'm gonna get rid of Nightwing. I'm gonna kill Nightwing. <laughs> because he, he, he shouldn't be the next Batman. Bruce Wayne will always be Batman. <laughs> or like, yeah, it's just insane. Like, uh, how some people, like, a lot of these, the reason these characters are classic characters is because of what they, what they stand for. <laughs> and when, uh, when you, when you mess with the fundamental basis of these characters, that's where people, old men like me, are like, no, this, what are you doing? That, that, that's not, Superman's message isn't like, oh man, I have to save that family by snapping this dude's neck. That, that's not the fundamental message of Superman. That, that, that was like the big problem me and several friends had with Man of Steel. <laughs> If, like we're gonna when, when in this Justice League movie, Superman gets brought back to life, and he immediately tries to kill everyone around him as if he's in some sort of uh, mental rage. But like he oh just sees Lois and oh wait everything's okay. I just got an erection. Everyone, everything's fine. It's like you you mess with the reason why they're iconic. That's where you get problems. That's why and then but. There's all these subversive little incels like, oh, I like my gritty Superman. Ooh, I like it when Batman uses guns to kill people. And Batman's parents died because of guns. <laughs> like, like, yeah, thank you. It literally, as I was saying it, it, it Ryan, Ryan's comment catches up. Like, Batman holding guns in the trailer. It's like, Batman has always been against gun violence because his parents were murdered by a gun. The traumatic event of his life that caused him to go on to this grand heroic voyage which one of my friends like he's still a sociopath I'm like he's a sociopath with purpose <laughs> he's trying another friend of mine she was like hey, it'd be better if he could just use his money to freaking instead of beating up dudes he can put his money into the city his dad tried that so that's not part that's not a point that like, people try to put too much realism into your comic comic books are supposed to be fantastical i i don't i don't go to this medium for realism. <laughs> I go to this medium for fantasy. <laughs> to escape the badness of reality. Where uh, I, I go to thing where where good guys win. <laughs> Not in this real world where good guys don't always win. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that that's that, that's my piece in regards to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Let, let's talk about the other thing briefly. Uh, hopefully, uh, I hope everyone did their homework and you watched the first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you didn't do your homework, Daniel, I'm looking at you. It's okay. <laughs> Just uh, be warned, we're going to talk about the show now. <laughs> so, the first episode came to but obviously very very um, change of pace from Wanda, where we're WandaVision yeah, love when people point out the idiosyncrasies, right? <laughs> so, you you get, you know, the first, first episode, very change of pace from WandaVision. Well, WandaVision was very much a mystery. You have no idea what's going on. Where Falcon and Winter Soldier is very much like, uh, I feel like it's a, a natural extension of Winter Soldier and Civil War, where we're just right, right into another espionage uh, thriller with a, they, they hit you right in the face with some action because they're like, oh, the, the, this, uh, this appeases the, 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 I guess, the mass market Marvel fans. They, they want some action. They want, like, they, they watch WandaVision, like, what is this? What is this whole plot thing? I just want to see some fun action. And they, you see uh, good old Falcon 
Sam Wilson flying around fighting fighting terrorists and trying to stop them from getting into another country. And dang it. Facebook app just closed on me. <sighs> this is the second time in a month. What? I don't understand. I still have audio. Yeah, I, I have. I still have the audio. So, whoever listens to the podcast, I mean, well, well, might as well keep going for for the per, whoever in Panama or Kazakhstan or wherever in the free world, whoever's actually listening to this. So yeah, first episode really good. Right, sorry, I'm just bewildered from losing the show. I'm just, <laughs> I I can't go on. <laughs> I just, I'm bewildered from losing. I'm annoyed and bewildered, and it gets recorded live. I'm, I'm not going to edit this out. Um, yeah, first episode is really good. I think that the antithesis of whatever the Justice League is or was or whatever will be. I think it was very. It's funny. I was just talking about how I, I don't go to these shows for realism, but this one had a little. It, it, it felt a little too real for a lot of people because Falcon got denied a bank loan. Well, most people would say it's because he was black, but it's because he got blipped. Which, God, I wish this was on the video. I hate the term blip. I think blip is the dumbest phrase. It is so dumb. Blimpy is the, the sandwich place? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think blip is the dumbest thing. I like, I, I thought it was like, I thought it was just, it was in the freaking Sony movie. I thought they would just ignore that. Like, oh. But I guess not everyone watched, I guess not everyone within the Marvel Universe saw Thanos snap his fingers or saw the Hulk snap his fingers or back. So they could just call it the snap. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I, I think maybe it's on purpose to be annoyingly called the blip. It just... Like, we got blipped. It's like, it, 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 honestly, it, it's it's. There's no other word. It, I guess they everyone because everyone blipped out and then blipped back in five years later, blipped. or for the for the people who got blipped, they were only gone for a second. Blipped, glitched, or, or um, I don't know. You're right. Uh, yeah, I I can't think of a good verb. <laughs> there there isn't a good verb, yeah. so we're we're stuck with you know what. I imagine there's a lot of executive, or there were some writers sitting around, what can we call this? Yeah. And someone said, I'll just call it a blip and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah, blipped. Mm-hmm. And then they just called it. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Weird name. The show was good. I, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I, 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 I am intrigued. It's like, you know what? These, these are different characters. Like, see where DC represents the best of us. I think Marvel represents a little bit closer to the ground. I think that, that's always, in comic books, it's always been the big difference. Even, like, even before all this media stuff. Because, because DC is the realm of the gods. And Marvel's like the street level superhero. Hold on. Let me just, no. <laughs> Let me start messaging people here. I'm going to say nope. I got kicked. <laughs> Don't understand why. 
Oh, Damon, did we lose you? Yep. I got kicked. No clue why. Still recording audio. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, what, what's the point? Okay. I mean, they can still message you. Yeah. Still recording audio. And <laughs> Daniel's like, they didn't want you to spoil what needed to be spoiled. <laughs> oh. Oh. And now the baby's awake. All right. Thank you for listening. If you got this far, at GP Podcast at all the usual places. If anyone's there, hey, maybe some of you who are watching live might come back here to hear what else I said afterwards. But hey, it's good. We're all good. I gotta go check on my son. Our son. Our little tiger. He's not feeling well. We're gonna go make him feel better. You guys have a good night. <laughs>